0: welcome to peanut butter and jelly shoes my name's caitlin
1: i'm tiffany
0: and tiffany is still quarantining as am i so we're still virtual or separate or whatever uh yes but we're still here we still have watched a movie and we want to talk about a very special movie with you <laughs> i
1: i i have to talk about this movie i can't live for the rest of my life with this on my mind and no one to share it with
0: what's the movie called
1: uh, we watched a 1986 Disney movie called Mr. Boogity.
0: Yes, we did, and uh, it was a it was an experience.
1: It was 45 unique minutes of my <laughs> life. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, it kind of felt. Was, uh, I go- think the first time we picked something that neither of us have seen, too.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah, because I had heard about this. I suggested it when we were brainstorming because I knew I this is, like – it had a cult following a little bit. And I've heard a lot of people who are, like, a bit older than us that saw it when it first came on. And it was, like, one of those things that, oh, you saw it when you were a little kid. It was, like, super scary. And it, like, haunted a lot of people's dreams, apparently. I
1: mean, I can see that. Yeah, kind of. Not as an adult, but (laughs) maybe as a three-year-old.
0: Yeah. And then I think it was sort of unavailable for a long time. Like, there wasn't a... I might be wrong, but from what I read, there wasn't, like, a VHS release or a DVD release of this. So for years and years, it kind of just languished in obscurity because it became like almost like a collective fever dream for a lot of people. Like, did you remember this thing that like, but you couldn't access it and you couldn't watch it. So, so it developed this kind of cult status as being like the super spooky, really scary Disney made for TV movie. And so then it got, you know, once the internet became bigger, I think like 10 years ago, somebody put it on YouTube but, like, yeah, no, for years it developed this weird following because it became so obscure. It was, like, almost lost media, I think. But Yeah,
1: the public just wasn't ready for mass saturation of Mr. Boogity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we are in 2020. This is the least scariest thing of 2020 so far. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly is very on-brand for 2020. It's just kind of like a fever dream, like you said. It's just like a continual nightmare. So it, it makes sense that this is something we watched in 2020.
0: It felt like a very long episode of of Are You free of the Dark?
1: Yes! Yeah. As soon as you started that sentence, I knew how you were going to end it. Aww. Yeah. Twinsies. You're right. Oh. It was a two-parter. It was a two-parter, Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: It was, and it, it was. It had the same vibe, I don't know if it was from Canada, but it felt weirdly Canadian to me, for some reason, oh, yeah. I don't know, just like a lot of awkward pauses and overly friendly people, I don't know. But,
1: well, so- I mean, in a nutshell, the story is about a family uh, whose last name I can't remember, and they, they're moving to a new place called Lucifer Falls. <laughs> where they're going to open up a new Gag City franchise because mom and dad run, like, a gag joke shop. Oh, God. And they have three kids that they're uprooting. And, of course, the girl is a teenager, and she's, like, not really excited about moving. She doesn't think there's going to be any cute boys. Um, and then the dad's like, no, it's going to be great. We're moving to the perfect house. And then it's, like, this immediate transition to a still of a dilapidated, clearly haunted house.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I... uh,
1: Did you notice it was sold by Devil May Care Realty?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's your first warning sign, really. I mean...
1: And the other actual warning sign was the sign on it that said, Not Really Haunted.
0: Right, and then, of course, the Not Really Haunted sign falls off, which somehow makes it haunted, kind of.
1: Uh, Yeah, who knows? But they're laying it on thick right away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I gotta say, I felt... Like, I had immediate emotions at the very beginning because the furry first shot of the film, film, I can't believe I called it a film. Um, well, here we are. <laughs> the, the very first shot is this van that's like a joke van with like goofy clown like faces painted on the side. And the family, the dad, oh my god, the dad. Oh,
1: I, I wrote down I was immediately exhausted by It's that. <laughs> accurate. You first meet
0: him they're having like they're they're you see the car with towing their real family car but you see like their gag mobile driving down the street and then they stop for a picnic lunch on the way to their new house. And you meet the dad and he's wearing Groucho Marx glasses and a members only jacket. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like everything he does through the whole picnic is like it's a fake whatever. Oh, I feel sick. Fake vomit. And, like, the poor daughter. I have never empathized with the character more. Like.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's too early to get into it. We can circle back. But, like, I feel pretty confident in saying I haven't disliked a character more in a movie for a really long time than this dad. Yeah. Like, I, I hated this dad.
0: Yeah, I haven't disliked the character this much since I saw, like, Hitler in a movie in like <laughs> <laughs> in wow. like the Descent, like um or no that Wrong it course. wasn't the Descent. What was that movie called? The um. De- I don't know. Decline. No, it's something like it starts with a D. Anyway, it's I the, mean there was a horror movie called The Descent, which I saw, which I really liked. Um. Anyway, never mind. There's a Hitler movie that starts with a D that's actually really good, but it, you know it's about Hitler. So I haven't like. Had that sort of a visceral, a visceral reaction to a character since then.
1: Yeah. Um, it was just like a very audible... Like, if we would have been sitting in the same room together, I think we both just would have been like, Ugh, <laughs> yep. being, this is going to be a journey to get through.
0: <laughs> yeah. You normally at this age, like now 30-something, the the teenage character is the one that like, now that we're older, is the annoying character. But I was mm-hmm. I was fifteen again, getting embarrassed by my parents and like the teenage oh, the teenage thought, daughter yeah. rolling her eyes at her dad. I was like, honey, I am I feel you so much right now. He was
1: Yeah, and you you recognized her, right? The teenage daughter?
0: Yeah, she's the the OG Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Christy Swanson. This yeah. cast
0: was This cast was stacked. <laughs> Who
1: else was in it? David Faustino?
0: no okay john Aston was in it okay who was the original gomez adams who also was a professor at my school and i met him several times
1: oh well that's something interesting i didn't know about you
0: yeah i didn't know he was in mr boogity that's something i didn't know about him <laughs> had i known that when i was busy serving him his coffee i would have asked him about it but alas here we are
1: he was probably too ashamed
0: no, but I googled all of the actors and with the exception of one of the kid actors, they're all still like actively working actors in Hollywood.
1: Oh good for them. Yeah. That's a tough
0: yeah, the dad is like he was in Orange is the new black. He was in like he's been in a ton, he was on no was he on mom? One of them was on mom. I don't know. Um the kid the the, the older little brother Is the guy from Married with Children, the brother from Married with Children.
1: Yeah, David Festino.
0: Okay, that's. I didn't know his real name. Um, Yeah. And Christy Swanson. And then the mom is like. I recognized her from. She was a regular on Dharma and Greg. Oh, God. Which is weird, but she's still like very actively working constantly, like till this current year.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: and then. But like, even. Even the random character who played the the old-timey lady, the widow, she's still a very active working actress.
1: Well, this was a launch pad then for people. This was a career-defining moment for Mm. a lot of
0: actors. Well, you know who was rejected? I I read a thing of trivia, a bit of trivia. So the David Festino character, um, someone who auditioned for it who was rejected from the part was a young Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine this movie with the young Joaquin Phoenix in it?
0: It would have been way more famous. Yeah, movie. you're
1: probably right.
0: He would have been way more famous, too, I feel like. Because, like you said, the <laughs> launching pad. Yeah. It's a launching pad for, like, C-list actors.
1: Oh, God. It was just... We should probably talk about it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, get into it. They moved, So they moved to this house. That's a disaster. Yes. It's just awful. And, like... First moments within the house, they like turn on a light and there's just like a strange man in the house. And like instead of the dad being like, Hey, what the fuck? Like, who are you? Why are you here? What are you doing in our home? He like plays a prank on him with a joy buzzer and thinks it's like the funniest thing in the world. And I'm like, Sir, this man could be here to murder you and your family. Like, take something seriously.
0: Yeah, it's the guy, uh, so they move into the house and the door is presumably locked. And it's pitch black in there. And there's a man in Victorian clothing who has been standing inside a dark house for God knows how long. (laughs) With
1: just like the world's craziest unibrow.
0: He's got a cape and a
1: top hat.
0: And and I wrote in all caps, dad is nonplussed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he could not have been less impressed. Right,
0: or like less like having any instinct to like, oh shit, there's a stranger man like in our house. No instincts to yeah. be like, guys, we should leave. Nope. Just like, oh cool. Hello, strange new friend. Yeah. Oh god. And he welcomes them yeah, to so Lucifer Falls. <laughs> yes.
1: Neil Witherspoon was his name. Yes. And he basically was like, hey, welcome to Lucifer Falls. You guys should move immediately. This house has a tragic past. And then he makes like a really weird aside comment to Chrissy Swanson. you remember he was like, I have a son. He's very oh,
0: interesting. Right. I thought he was gonna and, be like, a character. That,
1: nothing ever came of that again. It was just such a weird little aside.
0: Yeah, that's that, that this Neil Witherspoon character is played by John Aston, by the way. Sean yes. Astin's, Sean Aston's dad. So
1: Oh, look at that yeah hollywood
0: Hol- hollywood royalty
1: yeah so he's just like in the stranger's house like warning them of the boogity man um he's clearly insane and dad's just like okay cool like bye see you later and you know understandably christy swanson's a little bit like oh, this is really strange i don't appreciate this weird man being in this house that's super creepy <laughs> Um, and, like, she's trying to go to bed, and she keeps hearing someone sneezing, and she, like, sees this door that has, like, a weird light underneath it, and, and she opens it, and no one's there, and you're like, alright, something's gonna happen in this fucking house.
0: Yeah, and, and it does eventually, spoiler, um, but, yeah, it, it was, uh, the, the family, despite the fact that they managed to turn all the lights on, okay, the way that the lights in the house are able to turn on is because there's a skull uh-huh, uh-huh. just just sitting on a sort of a credenza and John Asson picks it up and puts his fingers in the eye socket, turns it, and that turns all the lights on inside the house.
1: I mean, that's a sellable feature though, because not every house has that.
0: <laughs> not every house. I know most houses have that. Yeah. I love this house, by the way. Like
1: it reminded me a little bit of the Casper House, uh, Yay. like when they first move in because it's just so dilapidated from the outside. Not necessarily the inside, but just the outside gave me those vibes. Yeah,
0: the inside has a mut is much better maintained than the outside of the house. Um, yeah, and it reminded me a lot. I I, I will amend uh, applaud them because I think they did a very good job. They must have used like a real Victorian house because it reminded me like my parents used to live in a house that was, like, a very mini version of this exact house. Uh-huh. And it, but, like, all of the details, like, of the the walls and the, um, the wainscoting and the, just, like, the ornate carvings in the doorways like looked identical to this house that my parents used to live in, and it was built in the Victorian era. So I was like, oh, shit, either someone really did their research or they filmed this in a real Victorian house because all the details, even down to the light switches, were super accurate. And I was like, oh, that's really neat. I'm glad that, you know, they took their time to get something that was period-appropriate. But um, anyway, that was a little... A little well, uh, i i enjoyed that oh, good.
1: it was a cool house i like an old spooky house
0: and I, yeah then the, when the, the one time i was annoyed with christy swanson was when she said like "Ugh, what a creepy place to live and i was like i can't i paused the movie and i tried to imagine myself n- not being ecstatic about living in a creepy old victorian and i couldn't put myself in that character's mindset yeah, I was like, I that's all I ever know. want is to live in a spooky ha- house. And she's like, yeah. gross, a spooky house. I'm like, fuck you, you're so lucky. Oh, my God. <laughs> like,
1: well, you got to really question her taste level because she's also wandering around the house going, I bet no one's ever heard of Bruce Springsteen here. So, like, you know, know, she's got a low bar for, like, things that are amazing. Well, Let's be real.
0: you know, Springsteen's not bad. I mean, I don't love him, but, you know, I... I, I, I did say, I do, I think she has okay taste because the next morning after she explores the house and nothing happens, she comes downstairs wearing a pink coverall outfit, which I love. It was
1: pretty great. I made a note of that as well. Uh, <laughs> 10-10 would wear that today.
0: Yeah, no, that's, if that totally holds up, I agree. Um, I mean, it doesn't, but it does. Yeah. So, the, so, yeah, so this family, like, the parents, it's, like, it starts off with your typical, like, Mom and dad are clueless. And um, so, Christy Swanson's character, Jennifer, is her name. Uh-huh. Um, she has two younger brothers um, named Corwin and... Oh, what was the other one's name? <laughs>
1: I don't remember. They like, were all very
0: weird names. Yeah.
1: with an A. Was it,
0: like, Abel? Like, Allie or e- 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 Yeah, no, it started with an A, but it's it was something like an odd name, but not... Yeah. And they... So, but they all, the kids are all convinced that the house is haunted and the parents are just like, oh, you, like, and then it's just the dad still doing pranks and still putting, like, he, he's so excited because he puts fake rubber eggs on Jennifer's plate in the morning.
1: It's just got to be the worst living situation living with him. I truly can't imagine. Like, everything is a fucking joke and they're bad jokes.
0: And it's, like, been going on for decades decades like there's it's just it's never ending these poor this poor family
1: yeah these poor poor people and like for a while I thought the mom was also annoyed by it but then like that pivots pretty sharply and she's just as bad in my opinion
0: oh see the mom was my favorite character
1: oh god was it her laugh that did did it for you
0: no well she only does the laugh in one scene but she gave off really strong wine mom energy like, I I initially wrote like, oh, she is gonna divorce this guy in a heartbeat. Like she's just waiting for these kids to graduate from high school before she can divorce this guy because she would just be like cringing at him. But then later, all of a sudden, she's super into all of his jokes, and I was like, oh, she's drunk. <laughs> My favorite part
1: about the mom was there was like one part like much later in the in the cinematic masterpiece Mister bogie. Where she's like, they're camping out in the living room and she gets hungry in the middle of the night and goes to the kitchen to make a late night snack. And the plate she pulls out of the fridge has a whole loaf of bread, one <laughs> tomato, and a whole green pepper and like four slices of Kraft singles. And I was like, she's a mess. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I love that. I she,
0: she she took out all of the ingredients to make a, like, a hoagie sandwich for herself. And then she just was eating them all raw one at a time. And I, like, at first was like, what? But then after, I was like, I get it. She lives with this man. She's lived with him for presumably at least 15 years, because that's about how old the daughter is. Uh Um, Yeah, that's her idea of eating a sandwich is I'm going to eat the whole loaf of bread cold out of the fridge first. Then the cheese. Then the pepper. And I was like, I love her. I love this <laughs> woman. Like, I was so into her at this point. I was like, hell yeah, I'm on board. Oh,
1: that's so funny.
0: And then her reaction. So so, so basically, so going back a little bit, what happens is the, the kids are convinced there's a ghost. The parents don't believe it, of course, because it's a Disney movie and parents are obliged to be stupid. But then the parents realize there really is a ghost because all the things in the, the house start moving. Yeah. The piano starts to play. The The fake mummy that he finds comes to life. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're, like all of a sudden the whole family realizes, oh, wait, this place really is haunted. So instead of uh-huh. separating, we're all going to camp out in the living room together because uh-huh. we'll be safer this way for some reason.
1: Well, and I got so annoyed another part where I got so annoyed at the at the dad and we have to go back to talking about like the kids have decided the house is haunted because like the boys found some weird stuff in the basement uh, Jennifer's character found like she saw Mr. Boogity in a room with like weird green footprints on the wall and passed out like when she called her parents they were just like oh this is fun like what are these footprints that's cool like not believing it so the kids were like we have to take matters into our own hands and they went to the historical society where Mr. Neil Witherspoon like passed out on the desk and they're like, what are you doing here? And he himself is extremely confused until he realizes he works there. He's like, oh, I work here. Like, mm-hmm. And so they're asking him about the history of the house. And then my favorite part of the whole movie was uh, the history of the house. Because yes. like he pulls out this giant book that turns out to be a pop-up book. Yeah. And like as he's telling the story, it, Cuts to like what looks like a school play, like a, a middle school play about pilgrims.
0: I, you know, what? I I initially mocked the the poor production value, but as I was watching it, I realized what they were trying to do. Because there was a shot where they kind of zoom in on a page, and it just sort of like match cuts. So they were trying to make it look like they were on the pages of the book. Oh, cool. Which explains yeah, I mean, I have a problem
1: with it. It just <laughs> Looked very much like a high
0: school play. Yeah, like they're all standing in mist, and like there's just a few little props in the background. But then it's like, oh, it's just ma- matching how it looks in the book. I thought the the costumes were actually okay.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But yeah, the the set is de- the set design left a little to be desired. But I guess it was a creative choice.
1: Um, it was a choice, all right. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, we learned the, we learned the story of of the the haunting of their house. And it's basically three hundred years ago there were some pilgrims that like lived in this area, and they were all like super fun and chill and like juggling and like hanging out, except for one dude named William Hanover, who was like a total dick. Um, and like he liked to scare the kids and he would scare the kids by running up to them and yelling like boody boo <laughs> just like an actual movie villain yep um, and he basically fell in love with this widow and she didn't love him back so he sold his soul to the devil and got a magic cloak yep. and kidnapped her kid and then blew up the house and then every house that's been built where his old house was he's been haunting is that right did i get that no, right? no
0: that's 100 percent accurate
1: yeah, so like a very it turns into like this very strange dark uh, story where the, the only way for a man to get a woman to love him is by kidnapping her child. I was not expecting that in a Disney movie, I'll tell you that much for free.
0: Yeah, it was weird because first of all this dude is like so the reason he liked this widow was because she was the only person in town that was nice to him. And so he like misinterpreted misinterpreted it as like, oh she must love me, now I love her. It was classic nice guy, you know. Classic nice
1: guy. And finish. Last. he was yeah.
0: he was very like, like he was at least thirty years older than her, right? Like, I mean, at least yeah. So she looked like she was in her twenties. He looked like he was in his fifties, maybe even sixties. And like, oh, this one lady's being like not a complete asshole to me. I'm gonna lo- fall in love with her, and then she's like, eh, I'm okay. And then um, he just kidnaps her son and uh, is like, this is okay. I didn't know what the point of the magic cloak was because. I don't know either. He makes a deal with Satan himself to acquire a magic cloak, which its primary power is invisibility,
1: they say. Yeah, so he like made himself invisible in order to kidnap the boy.
0: Right, but, but like, you didn't need a pact with the devil to do that. Like, he's just a little kid. Like, I mean, they show the kid later, and he's probably, like, six years old. Like, just go up and kidnap the kid. You don't need to deal with the devil to do that.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that he had all of his marbles. That's William Hanover. I think he was a few short.
0: So, yeah, so he's like, all right, so she turns him down. And then, and then they ask, uh, what's his face? Uh, no, not Liam, uh, Neil Witherspoon. Like, okay, well, what happened to the family? And they're like, and he just goes, they turned into ghosts. So that implies that they just died as they were.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they died when he blew up the house.
0: Oh, but he, but they didn't live in that house though.
1: I, listen, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, like, what we found out later is that, like, Mr. Boogity and the kid... What was the kid's name? Do you remember, like, um,
0: Jonathan or Jonathan, yes, you're right.
1: Yeah, so Mr. Boogity and Jonathan are, like, stuck in the house. And then the widow, Marion, is stuck outside of the house. And she's not able to get in. So, like, for 300 years, she's been trying to get her ghost baby back. But she can't get into the house.
0: Yeah, and then, it, so... <laughs> and so they learn the the extra details when the mom who's eating her absolutely psychopathic midnight snack yeah i look. i love the mom so she okay. she's eating this crazy snack and then she hears this tapping outside and at this point she knows her house is haunted and she just hears tapping and she just goes is that someone tap tap tapping on my window like my window pane <laughs> And it keeps going I laughed on. I out loud. Oh, God, well, I left out she, Dude, the only times I left out loud in this movie were all her lines. The first yeah. was when they, um, the daughter, after she's first seen the Mr. Boogity, but he's off screen, so the audience doesn't know what he looks like, and she's, like, fainted, and she's like, Mom, like, he's in this room, like, I saw him, he's like, he, his face looks like hamburger or something, and, um... They open the door, and there's footprints going up the wall. Yeah, and the mom goes, oh, this is strange. But she, the way she says it is so fucking funny. Like her, in, like, her voice drops, like, two octaves. And she just goes, oh, that's not normal. Or, like, something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it was really fucking funny the way she said it. Um, but then later, the mom, so she hears the tapping at the window, and you think, like, oh, some spooky ghost is coming and it's going to hurt the mom and then they're going to have to find the mom. Nope. What happens is it's the ghost of Marion, the the young widow, um, who's outside the house, like, crying, looking for her son. And the mom's reaction is like, oh, hey, you know, my kids told me about you. Do you want to come in and have a cup of coffee? <laughs>
1: oh, I love, I did love that. I love just, like, the immediate lack of any sort of uh, fear, and she was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a hostess now." Like, it was fucking
0: hilarious. Coffee.
1: And then when she started crying, she's like, "Oh, can ghosts not have coffee? Is there something else?" Like that was the problem.
0: And she's like, "But Miss, I cannot come inside." And she's like, "Well, sure you can. I'll make a pot of coffee for you." And like, <laughs> and I was like, "I love this mother." Um, yeah, it was it was funny and she she just was so like nonchalant about the whole thing and she was like, Oh, my funny. son has been taketh away, and she's like, taketh huh? Okay. Like, just <laughs> so unimpressed that she's mid-conversation with someone who died in the 17th century. And she's just like, Alright, I guess I'll start brewing a cup of coffee for you. Like I'll put the kettle on. But then so but then the ghost doesn't want to come inside. And then the mom just goes straight to her family.
1: What, sorry? And the ghost said she couldn't come inside. That's right. the impression I got.
0: Yeah, she said she could not come inside because of, like, a because of the cloak. The guy's cursed cloak, like, oh, made I it so that she cannot person. enter the house while her son is there or something. So, basically, she yeah. can't physically see her poor son. And I felt really bad for them.
1: Yeah. Can we, um, right before the mom saw the ghost, like, before the parents fully believed in this— I got so annoyed. It was the scene where, like, they were setting up all of the jokes. Like, the dad had the mummy out, and, like, they had, like, a jack-in-the-box in a vacuum. And, like, the kids had just gotten this, like, bombshell from the historical society. They come home armed with this information to tell their parents. And they're like, Dad, we have to tell you something. And he's like, okay, okay, but first let me show you this. And they're like, no, Dad this isn't the time for jokes. We have to tell you something. And he kept pushing them off and, like, wouldn't let them talk. And then he finally was like, ugh, fine. What? Like, such an asshole about it. Like, your kids are clearly terrified, and you won't listen to them because you just want to show off your fucking jokes. Yeah. I, mad. He was And then when they divorced. were camping out, like, in the living room, the, the youngest one is like, tell me a story. So he starts telling a scary story, and then when the Crescendo of the story hits He just screams at the top of his lungs To like frighten his already terrified children Because he's the worst
0: And then at that point they had conf- By the time that it's like the middle of the night Like had they not confirmed At that point that The house is actually haunted
1: Yeah like the dad believed it was haunted Yeah cause they But he still was doing that
0: God the dad is like the, oh God, the, the fucking dad man I like I wanted to strangle him did you notice that the father, it was also, like, weirdly touchy-feely with his children?
1: No, I didn't notice that.
0: I noticed this because it, uh, he was, like, he was overly, like, every time the kids would talk and he was in the same scene with the kids, like, his hands would be over their shoulders and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, he's an actor. He's pretending they're his kids, whatever. But, like... The kid, the scene where the two little boys go into the basement and they're looking for these ghosts, and the dad is like, and the little, the littlest one is probably like seven. His teddy bear disappears with there's no, oh, yeah. there, there's no earthly explanation for it. He puts it on a chair. He turns around. He turns back, and the teddy bear is gone. And, and he's like trying to explain to his dad what happened, and he's like, no, like you know, no buts, Mister. Come upstairs. And as he's coming upstairs, he like slaps the kid on the ass. And then, oh. Yeah. What
1: movie did I watch? I don't remember
0: any of this. I don't know, but then, but then, so then, but then, uh, the next scene, I think, when the daughter sees Mr. Boogity for the first time, and she faints, the dad is like, "quote unquote," comforting his daughter, and his hand is just like on her neck, like he's strangling her, and he's just stroking his cheek with her th- with his thumb. And then the rest of his hand is just, like, laying on top of her neck like he's strangling her. And I'm like, that how? in what culture is that a comforting gesture? Like, Um, none that I can, like, readily think of. (laughs) It was freaking weird. He, He just was, like, overly, like, every time his kids would speak, his hands would be, like, wrapped around them. And I remember thinking, like, well, that's weird. I mean, maybe I'm just from, like, a cold Irish Catholic family that, like, nobody touched each other. Which would explain a lot about me. But, like, it was, like... No, I don't remember that in the movie, though. Oh. Well, I really don't. Yeah, the mom, was, the mom was appropriately touchy. Like, when in a scary moment, she'd, like, throw her arms around her kids in a protective way. You know, or, like, yeah. hug them when she was happy. But, like, the dad was just, like, he always had his fingers kneading into his kids, and it bothered me.
1: Well... I'm not surprised. He seemed like a real dick.
0: (laughs) Poor guy. He's probably, like, the nicest guy in the world in real life. Like, he's, like I said, he's still actively acting to this day, but, um, Well, good for
1: him, but I did not enjoy his character in the movie, whatsoever. And it's just, like, another one of those things where it's, like, who at Disney, like, made the mandate that if you're a, a parent or an adult in a movie, you're either clueless, an asshole, or, like, you die immediately, like, who hurt people at Disney so badly that, like, adults are so incapable of anything in their movies?
0: I feel like it's some, like, some focus group stuff where it was, like, they they interviewed a bunch of 8-year-olds and the 8-year-olds were like, my parents are dumb, they don't know anything, so, like, we're just gonna make that the, the theme. But I, guess. but I do, but I did like the fact, though, that they didn't, the dad was like that, but the mom, like... After she had that conversation with the with Mary and the widow, she was the one that kind of spearheaded the campaign to fix this.
1: She did, but I also – she you know what? She was on the husband's side when, like, the kids were just desperately trying to talk to them, and he was, like, playing all the pranks. She was just egging him on, and I feel like she should have just been like, listen, Philip, we're listening to the children now, calm down. True. But she didn't. I well, don't know if his name was Philip, but it is now. <laughs>
0: But, but no, but you're right. But she did have a turn. She had like, she had character growth where she believed it completely. And it was like, as soon as the adult was like, oh, Marion the widow needs us to kill Mr. Boogity and steal his cloak for her to reunite with her son. And she said it so matter of factly that it was like, that was when the movie like got to the climactic part. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, listen, I would absolutely choose uh, the mom over the dad in a crisis situation. <laughs> she, she seemed way more capable.
0: But, uh, yeah, no, but so so they after after they meet the ghost of Mary, oh, the boys, they go down to the basement and they meet the ghost of the son.
1: Oh, they do. Well, the, no, it's the one boys already down there fighting with him over the teddy
0: bear. Oh, right. Yeah, so it was it was like as soon as the mom meets with the ghost, she's like, This is what we need to do. We need to confront Mr. Boogity and we need to take his cloak. And once that happens, she can reunite with her son. And everyone yeah. the dad is suddenly like, Great, good idea, let's do it. And then the littlest son goes off to the basement and the the his older brother, who's still like only like ten years old, follows after him. And is, like calling for him, and he's like, Oh, where'd you go? Where'd you go? And then he hears his little brother screaming, and he's wrestling with a ghost.
1: The the kid is so. I, I, I wrote down Ghost Baby fighting Real Baby over Teddy Bear.
0: Yeah, and I gotta say, I love that those 80s era effects for a ghost. Like, it's just the actor's there, but they put this weird, like, green fuzz around his body.
1: Do you remember? And this is like very obscure, at least in the sense that like I remember it very clearly, but every time I brought it up, no one else remembers it. But do you remember the Sylvania light bulb commercials from when we were kids, where it was like the light bulbs were people, like they were glowing humanoid figures that came out of the light bulb? Nope. <laughs> Okay. Well that's what the ghosts look like to me. I'm gonna send you a picture of that later. A commercial of that it was like specifically I remember on our VHS recording of Alice through the looking glass, like every commercial was that dumb Sylvania light bulb commercial. It scared me a lot as a kid.
0: I have no idea what you're talking about. I hope you made this up.
1: I did not that would be a really weird thing to make up.
0: And it reminds me
1: creative. It
0: weird, it's somehow, I don't know why, it's been a long time since I've seen it, for some reason that ghost effect reminded me of, like, knobs and Broomsticks. Oh, yeah. I don't know what part of that, I mean, I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years, at least, but, like, something about that, my immediate reaction was like, oh, bed knobs and Broomsticks, but I don't know why. I guess I have to re-watch it again to see why that rem- reminded me of it. But, um... Ah. But, yeah, it, but I liked it because it, it was weirdly effective, I thought. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, covered in green, glowy fuzz. And, like, yeah, that, yep, that's how, what a ghost look like,
1: you know? And that little ghost baby boy broke my heart because he's had a cold for the 300 years he's been a ghost. So that's very sad. And then also he finally just surrenders the teddy bear back to him and he's like, I'm sorry I took your bear. I just really wanted a friend. I'm so lonely. <laughs> like oh. Something that was like heart crushingly sad. <laughs> like he was
0: super, super cute. cute. That kid was super cute.
1: And he had the little kid thing where he couldn't pronounce his R's, and so that made it even more adorable.
0: Yeah, he had like a bit of a lisp going on. It was really sweet.
1: I uh, just wanted a friend.
0: Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> My but it wasn't I, done in a way that was, like, obnoxious. It was like, oh, this kid really can't say his R's. Like, that's... No. Aww. I felt for him, too.
1: Yeah, poor little guy. Aw.
0: But, yeah, so then the the family, their next... So they realize that this kid's okay. Then they go back, and then... I don't remember what happens between that scene and then them encountering Mr. Boogity...
1: I don't either and I was really hoping you did. I know they're <sighs> like all back up in the living room area with the fireplace and then I don't know, I think the dad just like calls to him. Isn't doesn't he just like call out like Mr. Boogity like show yourself kind of a thing and then he just like pops into the into the living room in like a green cloud?
0: Yeah, and the mister Boogity is like it's like a dude in, like, a cheap Ren Faire costume with, like, really bad prosthetics all over his face.
1: I thought the makeup looked very gross. Oh, like okay. it would. It was effective in the way that, like, I was like, oh, I probably would have also said he looks like he's, like, got a hamburger face. <laughs> like, he just looked creepy.
0: Yeah, I guess, like, you know, had I seen this when I was four or five years old, it would have traumatized me, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: I think it would have creeped me out. I don't think, I think up until this, that point, I would have been okay, because none of the, like, quote-unquote spooky stuff seemed threatening or scary or, like, out to hurt anybody, but when he showed up, it was definitely more aggressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he just, he looked, they never, did they ever explain why he looks like hamburger meat?
1: No, I wonder if it was just a side effect of um, selling his soul to the devil and the house blowing up. Maybe it was Burns? Maybe
0: his face, oh, like, yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, actually, you're right. Okay. The house blew up, his face got severely burned, and he looks like a piece of hamburger. But, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, so they, they... The way that they take down this formidable, terrifying monster is with a vacuum cleaner. Oh.
1: I gotta tell you, it was very anticlimactic. Like, everyone's running around shouting at him. He keeps, like, zapping his fingers to, like, do stuff to the family. Like, the one poor little older boy tries to, like, grab a fireplace poker. He's, like, telling his little brother, which it was not a bad plan. He was like, take some, like, I don't know, gag powder and, like, blow it in his face and distract him. And I'm going to hit him with this thing. It's like, that's actually not that bad of a plan for a little kid. So the little brother, like, blows the powder in his face, and as the older one is going to hit him with the poker, Mr. Boogany notices and, like, inflates the poker, and so then the guy, like, he's just, like, floating up to the ceiling and then can't get down because his hands are stuck to the poker. Remember that? Oh,
0: yeah, that was weird. It looked weird.
1: It looked weird. Yeah. The, uh, and I was like, why isn't he just letting go? And then he he hollered out, like, I can't let go, my hands are stuck, and I was like, they thought of that. Because it didn't make sense why you didn't just let go.
0: There's zero plot holes in this.
1: Yeah, none. So, like, they're trying to attack him, and then um, they try to fire, like, little balls at him out of the vacuum cleaner hose, and then he somehow gets a hold of the vacuum cleaner hose, and it starts, like, sucking everything down it, like a pillow and, like, a shirt or whatever, and then the little... The littlest brother ends up running and hiding behind Mr. Boogity. So when he, like, moves his hand around to move the vacuum hose, it, like, gets caught on his own cloak. And it sucks, like, rips and sucks his cloak off yeah. into the bowels of the vacuum.
0: I, I did like that part where Mr. Boogity, this, like, big, scary, greenish demon, essentially, from another time. <laughs> And uh, they're fighting him, but the little kid now is afraid of... I guess Mr. Boogie's powers ignited the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Work. And so his his instinct is to run behind the demon for protection from the vacuum cleaner. But it, yeah. ends, it ends up working because the vacuum cleaner, like you said, sucks off Mr. Boogie's cloak. <laughs> it just sucks him right off. Yeah. And Mr. Boogity is like weirdly okay with it. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then Mr. Taking off the cloak kills Mr. Boogity. and then everything's okay. And then it like I don't remember what happens. Like, but like I just saw this movie like three hours ago. Now I don't even remember. It literally
1: ends with the vacuum like burping, and then the vacuum has, like, this face on it, and it winks at the camera, and then the credits roll, so I was like, wait a second, is the vacuum haunted
0: now? Oh, right, because the dad was like, huh, there's no ghosts here, and then the vacuum cleaner goes, that's what you think, buddy, or something like that. Nothing like that. But It but was weird. We did skip over the fact that the, the widow and her son have a very non- uh I don't know how you would describe it. It was an anticlimactic reunion. Like, they've been... Imagine being separated from your child for 300 years.
1: 300 years. And
0: it was, like, the equivalent of, like, oh, I haven't seen that guy from work for, like, two weeks. Here's a, like, a a side (laughs) hug, pat on the back. Like, oh, hey, Jonathan, good to see you again. Like, pat on the back. And it's like, yeah, this is my son I haven't seen in 300 years like what? So weird. But they they managed to uh, go off in the sunset and uh, don't worry guys. The they're they're okay. The ghosts are okay. Yeah. And then yeah, like and then it ends the way Tiffany said in that same scene with the vacuum becoming possessed, I guess.
1: Like a freeze frame. I mean, it seemed like it was set up for a sequel.
0: It it is and there was a sequel um Excuse me? It's called The Bride of Boogity, I think.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I have not seen it. I don't know anything about it, but I'm already intrigued, and I am curious to watch that.
1: Is it on Disney Plus? I believe so. Well, I have plans for (laughs)
0: later. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what it's about, because apparently it was like... They realized... The movie, when it came out, it was mildly successful, so they were like, I guess we should just greenlight a sequel right away. And there was even plans, apparently, to make it into a a TV series.
1: What? And you really did some research.
0: I did, but this was... I mean, not really. I just read one interview with the directors of the movie. Um, Lots
1: more than I did.
0: And they were just like, oh, yeah, it actually was successful-ish, and they were like, hey, let's do this, and then, I don't know, but... Yeah, so but it was supposed to originally be a pilot for a series, and then they turned it into a very very short movie. Um, I don't even know if you can legally consider it a movie, but how long, how how uh, long is it? Well, I mean, the, we watched it. It was 45 minutes. Oh, the 45
1: minutes. Sorry, sorry. I
0: thought you were talking about the new one. Oh, no, no, no. The new one. I like how you called it the new <laughs> one. I think it came out in 1987. Like, new to me. It's, yeah, no, it's new to both of us. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But no, no, but yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. But yeah, so that was Mr. Boogity. Um, apparently the specter of many children's nightmares in the 80s. So, yeah, we conquered
1: it. <laughs> We, did, we came out on the other side okay. And, like, this is interesting because we can't really compare this to, like, how does this hold up for us since neither of us watched it as children. But, like, I would give this, like, a 5 out of 10 rating because, I mean, I was entertained. Uh, I hated the dad. I was very into the story of why Mr. Boogity was Mr. Boogity. And I left feeling like I would watch a sequel. I found out there is a sequel, and I'm planning on watching it. So I feel like that deserves
0: at least a five. Yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I think I'm on the same boat as you. I think it's a solid five. Like, it's, yeah, it's a 45-minute made-for-TV movie that's 25, no, oh, God, 35 years old now, almost. (laughs) And, um, it's, it was surprisingly, like, oh, you know, you could tell there's a lot of effort put into it. They tried to They tried to play with stereotypes with, like, the weird, awkward parents and, like, you know, the mom was amazing, as I've said. Um, (laughs) But, um, and the kids were, like, the kids weren't annoying at all. You know, the kids were totally fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and it had an awkward Canadian vibe. I don't think it's a Canadian movie, but it has that feeling, and you know what I mean. Um, Yes, I do. Yeah, but, you know, I was like, oh, I would definitely watch the sequel. And I think once we get more into the Halloween season, I might look that
1: up. I think that's a really good idea. Maybe we can do, like, a virtual watch party together.
0: Oh, my God, that'd be so good.
1: That'd be really good.
0: Let's coordinate.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to add?
0: No. I mean, what can what else can one say about Mr. Pogity? I don't, I don't
1: know. know. I mean, we run the risk of... Um, talking too much about it
0: i agree (laughs) so i think we should just leave it as as we've left it
1: yeah i mean if you're looking for a real spooky halloween film everyone this is it
0: yeah if you want a a movie that's safe to watch with your five-year-old but like is scary enough that they might be spooked by it this is a good idea yeah but it's not art it's fine
1: (laughs) it's fine I probably will never think about it again after a week has gone by, but it's going to be quite a week.
0: <laughs> Thanks to Mr.
1: Boogity. Thanks to Mr. Boogity, yeah.
0: Cool. Well. Um, yeah, do you want to like follow Tiffany on social media?
1: Oh, you can. Um, I don't post a lot, and my content's not great, but I'm on Instagram. She sure uh, is. At Soul 8 and you can also follow our page on Instagram at Peanut Butter and Jelly Shoes. And you should follow Caitlin on Twitter because she's funny as hell.
0: Yep, that's me. You wanna tell them
1: where they can find you?
0: Delphosaurus underscore Rex. I'm
1: so proud of you for Thank getting you. the underscore.
0: Thank you. I know it's it only well, took like four years that I remembered it. Um, but
1: we, we got there
0: sure did. You you led me to it. Like you're, you're, it, It's all on you.
1: It's all about the journey.
0: Yeah, that's it for me. Um, okay.
1: Well, I hope you guys enjoy your um, COVID Halloween season. Stay safe.
0: <laughs> yes, everyone, please stay safe. Don't turn into ghosts this year, please.
1: Try not to turn into ghosts. Wear a mask if you're going out in public. For be sure. nice to everybody.
0: Absolutely. Please be nice to everyone. That's yeah. a good note. Thank you, Tiffany.
1: you're welcome
0: okay well i am caitlin i'm tiffany and um see you later (laughs) bye bye